Hello, and welcome to Divine Downloads. This is the show where we give you the spiritual wisdom and the practical tools to help you bring the vision that you have for your life into reality. I'm your host, Cassandra Bodzak, and today's episode is quite personal. I decided, um, I have never really done this before, but to give you guys a life update, and specifically a life update around what I'm manifesting. And the reason I decided to do this is not only to, you know, share and open up more of my life with you, but also because I really believe, you know, as someone that teaches this, as someone that has, you know, created Divinely Design Your Life, the process, and walks my clients through how to manifest the life that's lighting them up, walks them through getting familiar with their desires, um, overcoming their own fears, and watching their dreams materialize in front of them, I recently, I think, came upon a really beautiful opportunity to share with you um, me using my work in real time. So let me explain a little further. I'm going to talk to you about what I'm manifesting right now. And I was wondering, as I was thinking about this episode, why haven't I talked about this before in such a open way? And I think it's because I felt like what I was manifesting wasn't that interesting. Um, as far as, you know, what I was manifesting you know, the process, right, being created or my recent book coming out that that manifestation to me felt relatively, how do I say, easy is not the word, but but kind of, it felt like the next step, right? It didn't feel like I was doing really something like bold and crazy and wild. Um, and so many of the women that I work with and the members of the process, they are manifesting and they are creating realities that are incredibly different from their current realities. And there's something about that that brings me so much joy and excitement. And for, you know, the past couple of years, I would say that what I was manifesting wasn't really incredibly different than my reality. It was maybe the next evolution of that, my current reality, um, but it wasn't incredibly different, I guess, at least in the career zone um, as far as as far as, as that goes. So I never really felt like it was, you know, if you were in any of my classes or you came to any of my workshops or, you know, you've been along for the ride, of course, I'm sure you've heard things over the years. But something really interesting happened to me um, in 2021, right? As the start of the new year, as many of you guys know, because you've listened to the previous podcast episodes, likely, um, my grandma passed away. And I think these moments where we have this profound loss or sadness, whether it is grief, whether it's a job loss, whether it's, um, you know, a, a bad breakup or a divorce, these moments strip us bare and they, they unveil desires within us that perhaps had been hidden or perhaps we're just not ready to emerge, right, yet. And this happens, you know, a lot with my clients. I think we've talked about this in the past, and I have a really juicy um, episode coming up for you guys next week with my beautiful client, Michelle, where we're going into this specific topic about, you know, really anchoring in our biggest desire, really honoring our soul's true desire. And sometimes we hide it or we 
it gets hidden from us because of, you know, we get into a routine, we feel comfortable, we feel like we're on a certain track. So we just kind of, you know, we fall in line. It's almost like we don't know what we don't know, right? And then something happens, it kind of disturbs that. And all of a sudden, we can't help but know this thing that maybe we just weren't consciously aware of it before. And then other times, like I see a lot with my clients, there's there's a fear block, right? There's a part of us that says, well, that's not practical. That can't happen. So I don't even want to pretend to go for it because we're built to avoid pain. So if we know or we think we know <laughs> that we can't be successful at something, we actually will just, we'll kind of like dismiss it, right? So um, if there are some of you maybe that has some, I don't know, let's say you, it could be something for me that seems quote unquote as simple as like a book, right? But for you, it feels really far away. There's part of you that you just be like, yeah, writing a book, that's like, that's not meant for me, right? I'm not even going to go for it because I'm so far away from that, right? We all have those kinds of things. But anyway, for me in particular, I think what had happened is the first one where I just kind of got you know, I had kind of got up and, and I talk about this um, with a lot of my clients who talk about this in the process and our model on desires, that it's so easy for us to get caught up just like two millimeters away from our deepest desires, right? So sometimes we're like, we're like on the map, but it's just a little off. <laughs> and and those are, that's like just so tricky. And it often just, it takes these moments, right? These moments of being willing to, to feel uncomfortable. These moments of being sometimes in pain, honestly, um, and willing to explore it and willing to look deeper. So as I was shattering kind of over this grief and this loss, what was also really coming through for me was, I felt like that there was something that I was missing in my life, that there was a joy or a spark that that I I I was missing something, which is this feeling. <laughs> and I'm I'm explaining it in such not to torture you and to like tease you to this, but I'm explaining it in this way because I've seen this also in so many of my, of, like I said, of the process members, of clients. So if you're feeling this way, I just want you to know you're not alone. That oftentimes it starts with just that feeling of like, you don't know what the thing is, but you know what you're doing right now is not hitting the sweet spot, right? And so I had that feeling of being like, okay. And it was really interesting because, um, you know, I had just... I, I mean, I had just um, had a lot of, you know, I had a lot of good things going on um, the past couple years. And, and so it was really this kind of elusive, I don't know, this elusive feeling of I don't know what's missing. And maybe it's just that I'm grieving, but I'm not finding joy um, as much in my life in general, <laughs> really, it was just in general, I was feeling like I didn't have this like playfulness that I know exists within me. And, and so it was, it was like just this kind of like looming cloud of like, you know, for those of us on the spiritual path, it's like, you can't ignore it, because you know, it's there, and you can't not feel it, but you're, you know, you have to dance with it and kind of see what it has to say to you. 
So it was, I distinctly remember it was the new moon in Pisces in March and we were in Jackson Hole for the weekend uh, on a little ski trip. And I had decided not to ski that weekend because I just wanted to be alone in the room by the fire and meditate and journal. And I just felt such a deep, deep call to just really go inward and see like what in the world was going on with me. And in that meditation, I remember on that Pisces new moon, I'm journaling and journaling. And what came to me was just how much I missed being on set. And, you know, I should, I should, I guess, you know, preface this with, I had gone on a week long meditation retreat for, um, my birthday. And, um, during that, not all of the meditations, but there were certain meditations where we would envision kind of like, you know, our best self, all the stuff I I do also with my clients and in the process, right? But felt it's really nice for me sometimes to not be the one that's guiding and to also be able to receive um, feels really cool. And I make a point to give myself that gift when I can. Um, And so I was doing all this stuff that, of course, I'm a huge proponent of. And as I was doing it, and this is also why I'm a huge advocate, but as I was doing it, you know, to really hit the sweet spot in those visualizations, and any of you guys that have that free meditation bundle of mine, you have, I gave you a sneak peek of the divine visioning meditation that's in the process. You don't have the module, but you do have the meditation in there. So I'll put the link below for any of you guys that are curious to do that. But the beauty of doing these kind of meditations is if you really allow yourself to sit back, you allow your consciousness to sit back, you're not the creative director of it, and you allow what your heart and your soul want to show you to come forward. So I was doing this back um, on my this retreat on my birthday, and I noticed I had this overwhelming feeling of inspiring people, of empowering women of really it was like this kind of general feeling of feeling that like I made an impact in the world that allowed other people and specifically women because I have a soft spot in heart for women (laughs) um know that they could make their dreams reality like that was this the overwhelming feeling that kept on coming through right when I was in that space but the interesting thing was the specificity around it was I kept seeing myself walking onto this set and walking onto uh it, it felt like a TV set to me I didn't know what kind of show it was I was very clearly like talent on it and we were setting intentions before we started filming for the day and just being really excited about what we were creating what we were putting out in the world um and that was kind of a reoccurring vision that I I had and I kind of dismissed a little bit um just being like okay well I don't know what that is or or what that's for but the overall theme of everything seemed to kind of check my boxes of you know, the path that I was on and and what I do. So I was like, yes, of course, it makes sense that, you know, whatever things I could do that would, you know, emanate that feeling. And again, just to show you that sometimes I see so often 
we get so impatient. We get so impatient to just have the clarity, so impatient to know. Um, and I think, you know, probably the blessing of one having taught this for so many years, um, but also being in a soft, tender spot with the grief, I really did not force the clarity. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. You know, more information's coming in. We'll see if there's any, if there's anything I need to do with it, I'll know, <laughs> right? Um, actually, it was on that retreat where uh, my book was finalized, where I, you know, the, you know, I ended up connecting uh, with a, pub a publisher reached out to me that I had already previously been talking to and um, pitched me this kind of angle on the book that we were talking about. And that's going to be the book <laughs> that's coming out that was really, it's all about meditations um, to help you manifest. So all these things are coming together. All these things are kind of, you know, moving, moving along. And fast forward, now we're in Jackson Hole and doing that. And what keeps on coming through is really just me missing being on set. Me really enjoying being on camera. Um, and for those of you who don't know, and some of you may not actually, which is um, wild, but obviously totally makes sense that you wouldn't know. I spent the better half of, uh, you know, the first portion of my life as an actress. Um, I started acting when I was in middle school. I did independent films and commercials and, and, uh, even some small TV gigs. Um, I obviously did all like the plays and all that stuff in school, but I also went to college um, to a conservatory program, got a BFA in acting, um, did a bunch of on-camera classes, you know, whole, whole nine, had an agent, manager, um, went on auditions, and again, did the commercials and little TV spots, little bits in film. Um, that's kind of like the prequel to the story that I know a lot of you guys know, which is when I, you know, my brother got diagnosed when I was 25, 26, and I started focusing more on the blog and, and, um, doing the cooking videos. The whole reason cooking videos even kind of popped me off was because I wanted to find a way to connect the two mediums I loved. I loved being on camera. I loved the, the energy of that medium. I still do, as you guys know, from all the, all these podcasts are on camera and all the YouTube videos I do and everything on Zoom. I think part of that is in my Instagram TVs. It's because I've always felt like if I'm an artist, if I'm an artist, <laughs> that's my medium. That's what I like to paint with. That's what I prefer. Um, um, and I love writing. I love writing a lot. But if I have to choose, you know, I definitely love being on camera more. Um, and we don't have to choose, but it's just interesting uh, to to know that, right? And so I sat with this as this was coming up and being like, wow, I really miss being on camera. And I felt like to a degree, I never gave that up fully. I definitely formally gave up the acting when I started doing TV um, for cooking and stuff, I formally gave it up because I felt like I had to choose at that point in my life. Um, and so I did. And I went on that route um, that has led me to where I am today. Uh, but now that I sat with it, and I've always, you know, along the years, again, you may know this or not, but I have 
you know, spoke with many producers and pitched many networks, different shows. I've had a few shows in development that, you know, that were, you know, cooking shows and, and personal lifestyle shows that for whatever reason just didn't get picked up or didn't, you know, didn't end up hitting. Um, but that has still been pretty an active part of my journey and my career. It's something that I talk about less. Um, and what I really realized during that, you know, Pisces New Moon when I was really sitting on it, was it's also that something that I haven't given a proper amount of my time. I've been so lucky over the years that it's always just been like a production company coming to me, um, being like, oh, you'd be great for this show we're doing for a network or like, I'm, you know, I meet a producer and we come up with a show together and we pitch it to networks. It's always just kind of fell, fall on into my lap, but I've never really focused energy on manifesting it or creating it. I've always focused my energy more on creating, you know, my clients, my programs, like that kind of side, books, like that kind of side of the business. And so I was seeing what what was going on here where there was this part of my life that wanted my creative energy that wanted me to give it some attention and I had kind of dismissed it for whatever reason um and so again in that moment what I just did is I just sat with the fact and I think this is just a it's a good thing uh for any of you guys that are I hope you're listening to this and you know, half curious about my own personal stuff, but also, you know, listening to it with an ear for your own process, you know, and what you can learn that way. But I sat with it and I allowed it to just be what it was. I allowed it to just be this desire to be on set, to be on camera more. And I didn't, again, I didn't try to investigate it or force clarity. I just allowed myself to sit with it, to own it, right? And to ask myself, okay, like what, what, what does that look like? Is that acting? Is that a cooking show? Is that a spiritual talk show? Is it Instagram TVs? Is it a YouTube channel? Is it actually being on television or in films? Or what does that look like? And and can it be everything, right? Being in that space of, again, just allowing the desire to be what it is. And so in that space, what I realized is I did not want to put limitations on it. I simply knew that I wanted more of this in my life and I didn't want to put limitations on it. So I asked myself, okay, what you know, and again, this is literally the manifesting formula that we go through in the process. We also touch on it um, a little bit in the manifesting masterclass. We go over some broad strokes of it. So if you're curious about that, I'll put the link below for that. But again, I use all the stuff that I teach for myself. <laughs> and I said, okay, so now I've got this desire. I'm like opening myself up to clarity. It feels like I just want to keep it kind of big. Right. And we I talk about that as well in the process and with my clients is that sometimes we allow we can allow it to be less specific and that's fine. If that's what feels good, if getting more specific feels limiting or constrictive, then you should keep it less specific and just trust if you keep on following what lights you up, it's gonna get more specific, right? So I left it that and then I did the next thing. I looked at all the fears I had around it, all of the shame I had around it, all of the the BS, right? I had I had a lot of um, you know, negative self-talk kind of saying like, "Oh, like that's, you know, 
to, you know, that's like your ego wanting to be on camera. Um, that I had to, again, I had to explore, right? Is it my ego? And, and one of the activities that we do in Divine Design Your Life is we go through a fear inventory and we kind of talk back to our fears and we look at, okay, what's the evidence I've gathered around that? And what do I really want to believe and, and whatnot? So for that, it was, this was a huge breakthrough for me, um, was to be able to look at that and say, okay, well, what do I really want to believe? Well, it's this, it's a soul desire of mine. So how could it be my ego if it's something that's so clearly in my soul? And when I asked for evidence of that, right, it was so clear because I looked and I said, okay, well, if my, if my ego just wanted to be quote unquote famous or have as many eyes on me as possible, like I don't need to, you know, have a TV show or be on camera to do that. Like I have a lot of eyes on me already and I could have even more if I, you know, just keep doing what I'm doing. I don't need to do anything additional, right? To, to have that, right? And being able to see that was like, okay, great. That's <laughs> that like clunk that one out. And there were other ones, right? So that was my next step. I worked through those fears and working through those fears were really huge for me to really embody it. Um, and then for me, one of the next big steps was also telling my partner about this, right? Um, and sharing this with him and, 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 that was important and like speaking it into life and sharing it with very close friends. And I always say that, you know, when you have like a new soul desire, it's like a little baby. You don't let everyone hold your newborn, right? You let the people that are in your closest circle hold your newborn because it's still precious, right? It's still, you know, it hasn't, it's not as needs to be treated delicately, right? And so uh, all of the people, the close people in my life that I shared it with were just so supportive and so loving, which was really helpful. And I, I want to give a little caveat to that. I also specifically did not share it with certain people <laughs> that I thought might not be so supportive and loving, right? Because it's in the beginning, it's in that seed form. And so um the next step was really to ask myself, okay, how do I embody this? How do I bring this into my life? And so it was really on a very logistical level, right? And we always talk about this, like the spiritual and the practical. It was the spiritual is getting into alignment, owning that it's a soul desire. And if it's our soul desire, then of course it's meant for me. This whole thing was coming and it was erupting up inside of me because it's meant for me. And it, I was trying to, it was trying to align me back on my path, right? And so then when we look at the, okay, well, what do I need to do to embody this? And I, again, this is a huge thing that I do with all my clients in the process. And again, I just want to, I do the same thing, guys. That's why I teach it because it works. Um, I asked myself, okay, well, what is the difference between what I'm doing right now and the me that gets to do what I'm doing right now plus be on camera more, right? Because that's the vision, right? When I can be clear about that, that my vision and I think part of it is also being feeling like I've reached a place in my career where I'm so proud of the process and divinely design your life. I'm so proud of this next book. I really feel like I've put the most important tools out there for people. And so my creative energy 
gets to also play in other realms while I'm still serving on these levels, right? Because we're our souls are constantly growing and expanding. So there's going to be things in your life that, yeah, sometimes something's going to have to give so you can have the other thing, right? So you can grow into the other thing. And then there's also times where you get to add more. You get to just expand, right? It doesn't have to be this either or game, right? When I was 25, I didn't have the, you know, the awareness at that point. I was still in a lack mentality. I was still in the very beginning of my awakening. I was still figuring things out. So I couldn't see the expansiveness of getting to hold both, right? I felt inherently like I had to make a choice. Um, at this age, I don't have that feeling at all. Of course, there's going to come times maybe down the line where certain aspects might have to shift or scheduling might have to shift or different things are going to have to move around where my energy is going, um, you know, around on certain specific days or whatever. There's going to be adjustments to be made when you're adding something into your life or your schedule. Um, but you also get to decide what is your vision, right? So Anyway, I just want to be clear. So no, nobody panic if you're in like the process or you're one of my one-on-one -on -one clients. You're, you're, you're good. <laughs> you're good. You're safe. And I really firmly believe that me actually consistently going after my bigger and bigger visions, me being able to say I'm boldly and courageously manifesting something that maybe even feels kind of wild for me is only going to improve everything that I give to the process, everything that I give to my clients, because I'm out in the field and I'm doing the, I'm living the bold dream. I'm manifesting the things that seem, you know, even, even incredible and wild to me at this point in my life, right? And so I know that actually by me following this new dream, it's just going to make every all of my teachings and, and my coaching and everything like that a thousand times richer and juicier <laughs> and exciting. And I feel like it's an important part. You know, one of the biggest parts of life, no matter what, whatever you're doing, I believe our purpose in a lot of ways is to live by example, is to live, you know, we can teach. And as teachers, I really... You know, I'm, I'm on any of my people that are coaches about this, that you live by example. And so I don't care what you're teaching if you're not living it. Because, and I also, I'm a big, oh, I had a, have had this conversation with uh, a couple clients in the past month. One of the exercises that I often give people around manifesting and um, alignment is living like they were on a reality TV show 24-7. And being like, how about instead of worrying about, you know, what you're putting in the modules or what your process is or all this stuff, which yes, is great and important, right? But none of that matters if you're not living it. And I firmly believe that people can smell it when you're not living it. And so what better example can you be than to be someone living your message? Because we are inspired way more by how who someone is, by what someone does, than by what someone tells us, right? And if you think about it, right, like you watch like the Olympics, right? And you just watch these athletes like at the peak 
of their, you know, their careers, you know, using their bodies in incredible ways, pushing beyond the limits of what we even think is possible for people in their athletic ability. And we look up to them. Those people aren't teaching us how to become athletes, right? They're not, you know, um, their focus wasn't creating a program, how to get the best jump shot or whatever, right? Their focus was having the best jump shot, right? And then by doing that, who are you going to want to learn from? If you have the opportunity, you want to learn from, you know, a guy that, you know, trains, um, swimmers or you want to learn from Michael Phelps or whatever, you know, I'm not good with athletes names, but you get the idea, you know, you'll be like, well, I want to know, like, why is everybody so fascinated? This is like this huge thing. Like, uh, it was for a while back. It was like, it was going around like, what did Michael Phelps eat in a day? And he eats all these like crazy amount of protein and stuff. Um, and it's like, why are people fascinated by that? Because Michael Phelps wasn't talking about it. He was doing the thing, right? And so I think it's a great thing. Obviously, I'm a coach. I am part of the online education world. Um, and I think it is important for us to create these, these, you know, ways to give back, right? That's what it should be. It's a way to give back. I manifested this in my life or I've created this change in my life or I've, you know, taken on this healthy habit or I, I did whatever it is, that thing that you can help someone do, you already did it right? And so now you can break it down in a really great way and show someone else. But it's also really important for you to be the role model, for you to be the one. One of the people that um, I I recently just started kind of enjoying online is this woman called Melissa Wood Health. And I downloaded her app after knowing her through friends or having mutual friends for probably a year or two. Because I followed her on Instagram and I loved how she literally would fit in workouts in like these random 20 minutes of her day and she'd like set up the IGTV and it would be, you know, kind of awkward and chaotic or, you know, in the middle of of something else or whatnot. And I was like, this is a woman that's living her message. This is a woman who not just decided, oh, I want to create an app for, you know, these short fitness things that people on the go can fit in, but this is a woman that does it. She does it for herself because she has that light too. And she needs that. And so after seeing her and who she is, then I decided to download, there's a bunch of different fitness apps, right? That I could download, that anyone can download, right? But I decided to download that because I'm like, this woman lives it, right? And so (laughs) I went on a whole tangent there, but it's huge. In fact, I will just go and say that that has single-handedly, I think, been one of the, you know, people always ask, like, what was that moment or what was the thing you did that you think, you know, caused things to pop off the most in your career or, you know, have that success? And I always say that. I think it was the moment that I really started owning the impact I could make and living in integrity in such a way that if someone was videotaping me, 24 hours a day, um, people would be inspired. People would be inspired by the what I do in my life and how I handle my life and how I approach things. Um, and so I think that's a beautiful way to think about it. And now I'm like, <laughs> let's get back on track. So I guess, you know, I don't want this to be the longest episode ever. 
But I do want to update you on all this because it's getting to the point right now where I'd like to start sharing more of this new chapter <laughs> with you guys on Instagram because things have, so that all kind of started happening, um, you know, through March and April and just started unveiling and, and I started embodying it more and I started taking aligned action. So it was little things like, um, you know, getting getting my materials ready for, you know, for different things you submit for jobs, um, you know, connecting with old contacts that either had been helping me produce um, one of my shows and pitch it to a network, um, reaching out to different producers that I'd worked with on different things, um, getting back into on-camera classes, investing in a coach specifically on that, um, so I really like dove full in and that's, that's part of the quantum embodiment. It's being like, okay, well, if I want to do this, I got to put energy into it. Right. And so for me, it was absolutely, I'm going to invest in a coach that knows this world that knows how to do it. Right. I'm going to invest in, um, I'm going to invest in classes and on-camera stuff, whatever materials I need. I put together a media kit um, specifically for the things that I'm pitching and, and, and all that jazz, right? And I reached out to various people, and that was probably the scariest part was I got the hit. I was doing a meditation um, by my, my lake one day, and I got the hit. Reach out to old friends that you know that are actors or in, you know, TV and entertainment and stuff and just like let them know. And I was so terrified to do this because some of these people I hadn't talked to in a couple of years. Um, but I did it right after a meditation where I was like feeling super connected and I was like, just do it. And I sent a few voice memos and my heart was racing and only one one or two of the people that I sent it to actually got back to me, but it was the most amazing two people. And they were like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is awesome. I'm so excited for you. Yeah. Let me connect you with so-and-so. And then, you know, all of a sudden all these things started shifting, right? Once I started being open, this is what I wanted to do. Once I started putting my energy into it, you know, in the span of a month or two, I've already, you know, I've already done, I've already booked and filmed <laughs> two little commercials. Um, I landed a lead role in an independent film that's shooting this week and next week. Um, and I have, I have meetings with um, producers at certain networks that I won't reveal yet because I want to keep that a little personal. But let's just say balls are a rolling in full action. And the coolest thing about it is I feel more alive than ever before. I feel more alive than ever before. And I, you know, I was so nervous to record this podcast because there was part of me that was like, you know, what are, of course, the part of all of us that's like, what are people going to think? Are they going to think I'm just abandoning everything I've done? Are they going to not take me seriously? Because now I also want to do these other things. Um, and the truth is, is that <laughs> it doesn't matter. Because this is my truth. And, um, and I firmly believe that 
that going back to that example, right? If I want to be a role model, I have to be living my truth. If I want to be a role model, I have to be going after my biggest and juiciest life. How dare I teach other people to go after their wildest dreams that they can manifest whatever their soul desires and not be actively living the same thing. And so I'm living it. <laughs> I'm doing it. And my my hope and my prayer is that we can be on this journey together and that you can see firsthand and I can share with you firsthand right as I'm foraying into this thing that maybe I did a while ago but still feels you know very scary and new to focus this much energy and and invest this much of myself into it right because how often do we do that we say that we have a dream we like half kind of have it but we know we're really not going for it and if this resonates with you like you know you're you know this is you right or you're like yeah I know I have that dream or you're like oh I want to start that online business but like, you never do anything for it. You're not clearing your schedule. You're not canceling plans. You're not actually figuring out how to set up the website or, you know, brainstorming about your, you, like, you're not doing it. Or you're saying like, yeah, I want to write that book, but you never make time to write. Or you, you never, and you don't want to invest in getting a coach to help break down the, you know, uh, book process for you or whatever, right? Where in your life are you having that dream and then just not fully investing in it? And of course, why don't we fully invest in it? Because we're scared. And so um, I hope that this inspires anyone who needs to dream bigger, who needs to honor an inkling. Um, I'm going for it now. And, and it's really exciting. And the beautiful thing is that when we honor that soul desire, when we honor that big juicy vision in all of its glory, in all of its complexity, and I say this all the time, but oftentimes we don't have, you know, I know there's this big movement and I, I'm, I'm a fan of it for sure, but there's this big movement of finding expanders or finding like role models to look at, someone that's done what you've done before. And let me tell you, that we're entering in a phase right now where you may not be able to find that. You may be the first person doing this the way the way you're doing it, right? So we can find people, and it's helpful to find people that are kind of suedo doing it like both, right? Like for me, like thinking of like a Jessica Alba, someone that, you know, has a bunch of different facets to her career. Um, thinking like a uh, like a Reese Witherspoon, right? Where she has her clothing line and she has her tea with whiskey book and her book club and her production company and she also acts like that's not identically what I want, right? But seeing someone that's kind of living it and being okay if there's not someone specifically that's like, oh, well, they also have a successful, you know, spiritual coaching business and they also have a TV show and they're also, you know, where they cook and they also act. It's okay. It's okay if there's not someone specifically doing everything. We're going to be trailblazing. We're going to be creating things that never existed before. And we have to get comfortable in allowing ourselves to create things that never existed before and hold the space for that next step of the journey and in every way. So that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> it feels wild and crazy and um, 
I appreciate all of your love and support, and I'm excited to be able to share the journey alongside of you. Um, you know, now that I'm already like, um, I have more auditions right now than I even remember having when I was like, had an agent and a manager and was like doing, you know, day players on like Law and Order and 30 Rock and things like that back in the day. I'm having a lot of auditions right now, which is great. And I'm still, you know, the next thing I'm manifesting is calling in, you know, the aligned representation and agent and a manager who can see my vision for, you know, the, the multifaceted career that I'm calling in and assist me with it. But I'm not letting that stop me in the pursuit right? And that's so important. Sometimes there, we will feel like on our manifestation journey that there's gatekeepers, right? That's like, oh, you know, I need to wait for the publisher to pick me to write the book. No, you don't. <laughs> you want to write. That's what you want to do. So go write, <laughs> right? And same thing for me. Um, I get to just go do the thing I love and call in that manifestation and, and go through the whole process. And I really, you know, <laughs> this is more just of a personal update of an episode for you guys, because I want to start sharing, you know, I had that moment the other day, if you, anybody saw in my Instagram stories where it was the moment when a moment I really realized I needed to do this podcast, where I was in the middle of a blocking rehearsal for the film that I'm, I'm going to, I'm a lead in, right? And um, this beautiful orange butterfly came and was doing figure eights in the middle of our rehearsal. And for those of you who have listened to the other episodes, you know that my grandma sends me signs like butterflies. And it was just so wild. And it even hung out on like a leaf nearby long enough for me to take a little video of it. And I shared it on Instagram as like, this was a beautiful, important sign. And to me, that was like my grandma affirming, thank you for listening. Like, I feel like when she got to the other side, she has been such a, a guide and an assistant <clears throat> in this process. And I really do credit her for having things happen so fast. And, you know, <laughs> I feel like I can go for, on forever. So I'm going to wrap it up. But the last thing I will say is that, you know, another thing that we talk about in Divinely Design Your Life, the process, is using our Divine Support Squad and our lost loved ones um, to help us in our life and to help us with bringing the vision that we have for our life into reality. And so my grandmother has not only helped me tremendously, I feel like my grandmother helped me channel my book. I feel like she was with me every, like I channeled that book so fast, it flew through me directly from source um, in such a, a, a beautiful, wild way that I know it was her. And I felt her with me every day. And, and I also felt her hand in getting that email from the publisher literally on my birthday. Um, <laughs> and I, I feel her in, in this work. I feel her when I'm feeling nervous or scared or, or, you know, I'm having any fears creep up. I... I talk to her, I invite her to assist me, I invite her to help me, right? And so, so much of the things that have really fallen into place, I know are one, because of my energetic alignment and the work that I'm doing, but I know two are also because I have divine support. And that divine support is available to all, I mean, all of us, all of it is available to all of us. And um, 
and using all of it. And that's why, I mean, literally in Divinely Designed Your Life, I have 14, I think, different modules because this is, this is a big undertaking. This is the undertaking of our lives. I really believe that. Bringing the vision that our soul has for our life to reality is the undertaking of our lives. Um, and so don't we want all the tools possible? Don't we want to use every tool in the shed? And don't we want to allow ourselves to have the biggest vision possible? So I hope this episode was informative and helpful. And <laughs> um, it was very vulnerable for me. And I but I'm excited to open the door to this and invite you in uh, a bigger way than I ever have before along on this journey because I this is you know um, this is the shift and I'm feel really blessed of course I want to acknowledge that you know I feel really blessed that I'm at a time in my life where you know I have created what I feel like is a really beautiful business I have created a program that I feel like is is my signature program is the secret sauce that I feel really confident in saying okay like this feels you know, complete in a lot of ways. This feels complete. And as I'm really proud to stand behind this and allow myself to just keep serving through that and to show up for my, you know, my people in that way and my, you know, my process peeps and my clients. And then also when I'm putting my creative energy, allowing my creative energy to also go towards expanding these other horizons for myself. Um, and I look forward to hopefully being able to expand you guys along the way as you see me do something that feels kind of wild and scary and big. Um, in real time. <laughs> and you can say, way, I remember when she first had this idea. I remember when she was nervous to tell us about this on the podcast. And now look at her um, with her own TV show or whatever, whatever it may be, whatever it's meant to manifest, right? So thrilled about that. And for any of you guys that, you know, this got your wheels turning, <laughs> You have the Manifesting Masterclass that is free. It's recorded. We did it live, but it's recorded. You can watch it now on demand. And I'll put that below. I go over the four biggest mistakes that I see why people don't manifest the life that they vision. Um, or maybe why you're, feel, you're like, wow, it feels like she just chose that and it's already manifesting so fast for her. Um, well, I would definitely watch the Manifesting Masterclass because I really break down the reasons why I feel like people don't have that experience, why I feel like things can go a little bit more slow um, if you're kind of missing one of those components. And then, of course, if you're really ready to take it to the next level um, and you want my whole playbook and you want to join us in the process, um, I invite you to do that. We are going to be closing our... Um, closing enrollment in the process. I've, I've kept it open for this founding stage to get all of my beautiful founding members in. But as of June 10th, um, we're going to close the doors for that. And we're just going to, you know, I'm just going to really nurture and focus and on the beautiful community that's in there. And then sometime in the next few months, um, we'll open it again for, you know, a few days to let more people in. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh man, it's way past June 10th, I totally missed it. You can still check out the sales page and we'll put um, 
a little thing on there where you can join the waitlist so that you'll be notified as soon as it opens, um, whenever it opens in the, probably in the fall or early next year. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you ahead of time for all of your love and support um, and for holding space for me. And be sure to stick around for next week's episode because I'm thrilled to share with you um, my client, Michelle, and what she's manifesting. That's just incredible. She's going to be a really great, expansive story for all of you.